0: This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton
1: and
2: Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Wednesday, August 26th. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man on the BYU football depth chart watchtower, Jerem Jordan.
1: Someone's got to be up there looking out, and I guess it'll be me. I expect BYU to release its game notes with a depth chart. That's not always, you know, what it really is, but it's something to go off of for broadcasters and media, right? Uh, But we know something, and uh, as of yesterday, we know that the starting place kicker is Jake Oldroyd. And the starting punter is true freshman Ryan Rico. Okay. We'll discuss uh, this this situation. Jake Olderoy did both last year. Led the country. Went 10 for 11 through the first, what, four or five games. And then really struggled down the stretch. Uh, BYU had Skyler Southam in the mix. Anyway, so the first depth chart anything is out. It happens to be special teams.
2: Brightly beams on the football depth chart from the watchtower of Jerem Jordan. And Ryan Rico, correct me if I'm wrong, was, according to some publications, the top punter, prep punter in the entire country.
1: Yeah, I'd have to check that exact stat, but yeah, he was highly recruited. And uh, yeah, Brightly Beam is about a lighthouse, so it's it's close to, yeah, a type of watchtower. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm trying. Yeah, I, like on the shore looking out. Yeah, yes. a, a type of watchtower. I'll get you. Yeah, general watch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's, I didn't expect to break down wa- types of watchtowers, <laughs> but that's that's the kind of content we bring you here on the Safety Zone. I mean, BYU Sports Nation.
2: <laughs> uh, it's time to shine the lighthouse on uh, today's show. Evermore. But in does BYU football have the making of a top 10 offense? which Wait, what, national, what? Which national rider, okay. Jerem?
1: Let's go there.
2: BYU rider, which national rider said just that? Is returning BYU wide receiver Neil Pau buying that top 10 hype? Plus a BYU quarterback depth chart race update, an NFL pro bowler as the best to wear number 96. And the newest member of BYU Sports Nation is a former All-American Utah football player.
1: I, I've still got to be convinced this is real.
2: <laughs> he will join us live.
1: It, he's he's a, a rental fan. And listen, <laughs> we'll take we'll take this individual. We will.
2: He will join us live Go. now for today's BYU Sports Nation headlines.
1: BYU moves to more formal preparation for Navy head coach Klein Stocky says Brigham had a good defensive practice yesterday.
3: Had a really good practice today with the defensive side. And, and um, you know, getting great looks from our scout team and stuff. So, offensively, um, I think they, you know, they have to get used to what Navy does defensively, which is a, a lot of high, um, high amount of pressure and different types of pressures. And so, uh, now we've made the move um, directly of scout teams. And, have moved over to just prepping for the game and trying to get some extra work at
1: The Cougars in midshipmen open the season September 7th on ESPN, BYU Radio. Cougar pregame live on BYU Radio, 6 Eastern that day. BYU TV's countdown to kickoff with Spencer Linton live in the stadium. They're not letting you on the field. Uh, we will have a camera on the field, but uh, you will be in the venue.
2: I will follow the protocols so that we can be...
1: That is assumed.
2: ...in the stadium. <laughs> BYU offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes listed as one of 15 coordinators to watch this season via Bruce Feldman of Fox Sports. Feldman added, don't be surprised if this becomes a top 10 offense in 2020. Wow. More on that and BYU's third year offensive coordinator in just a moment.
1: Todd McShay lists uh, senior tight end Matt Bushman as the seventh best tight end in the draft and 95th best player overall. McShea of ESPN. Bushman has led BYU in receiving the past four seasons. We'll discuss whether we think he can climb higher than yep.
2: that. Yep. The NBA draft rumor mill spewing forth more fun, but not about the actual picks, rather when the draft will actually happen. The latest rumor suggests the draft will be pushed back from the already rescheduled October 16th date to when. The Minnesota Timberwolves will have the number one pick whenever it happens. Former BYU star Yoli Childs was invited to the NBA draft combine which was also postponed due to COVID-19 and also has not been rescheduled yet. Childs at one point this summer, remember, was projected by USA Today as the 40th pick in this year's draft.
1: That's the highest I've heard of anybody. For
2: That was back on June 16th. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending.
0: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending, a BYU sports
2: nation. Oh, Bruce. Bruce Feldman of Fox Sports has Ugh. propelled himself to the front of the BYU fandom hype train with a few simple
1: that, that was our job.
2: Yet eye-opening comments about the BYU football offense. If you just missed it, I'll read it again. Don't be surprised if this becomes a top 10 offense in 2020. Jeremy Will BYU football have a top 10 offense in the nation in this strange 2020 season.
1: Let's look at what a top 10 offense means. So to me, this means points. Some might think this means yards. I don't think yards matter as much as points, right? Yards don't win you the game. You don't score any points off yards, although those are connected, certainly symbiotic in some way, right? I I just think if you can get a lot of yards, but you don't cash in, then that's an issue. Let's take 2019, for example. BYU was top 35 in uh, yards per play, thirty fifth, and then twenty eighth in total offense. Pretty good, Not right? Too shabby. What was the final record again: seven and six. So why? That brings us to this information: BYU did a good job, like I said, of yards and yards per play, but really struggled in the red zone. They've wow. said this is a point of emphasis this year, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU was 107th in red zone touchdown percentage. So you enter the red zone, how many times do you score a touchdown? BYU cashed in on 22%. That is bad, and here's why, uh, obviously, you need to score. BYU got there to the red zone. The 15th most times of any team in the country. BYU was excellent in this, but they did not cash in. So when I think top 10 offense, I think points. And the last three years to be a top 10 team, the 10th team, put up uh, 38, 40, and 38 points. Ooh, okay, Ooh, So here's, here's where it's actually possible. Is BYU going to score 50 against Texas State and North Alabama and UTSA and whatever? Maybe, right? The schedule is easier. Maybe BYU does. I believe BYU will increase its points. BYU's not been in the top 40 under Kalani Satake the last four years. In fact, the last season of BYU was a top 10 uh, or top, I guess, 15 offense. Um, was 2014, they were 15th. 2009 was 11th. 2006 was 5th. You have to go all the way back to 06 in John Beck's senior year to get a top 10 team by points per game. So I, I don't think BYU will climb into the top 10 here, even with fewer teams playing. 76 teams? Maybe they do, but just... Just score like be better in the red zone, and you're not a seven and six type team. Last year, BYU would have been a nine and four type
2: yes, team. Yes, if not a ten and three team. Seriously, they're not that far off. When you get into the red zone that many times, and are one hundred seventh in red zone touchdown percentage, you're going to lose a few more games than you'd think you would.
1: And also, BYU started missing field goals after Jake Oldroyd went ten of eleven. BYU really struggled after that. And lost a couple of games because they couldn't cash in either by touchdown or by field goal.
2: Not surprisingly, the emphasis of this BYU football training camp has been all about the red zone. In fact, I spoke with Lopini Katoa about this very thing a few days ago, one-on-one, and he said this.
0: Getting in the end zone is the only acceptable thing to us when we start a drive. And, and that's what we've really focused on this camp. And I feel like it's shown we've, we've scored a lot of touchdowns this camp.
2: Okay, BYU football has scored a lot of touchdowns this camp, but to your point, Jerem, will it translate to the field? Will all of this emphasis translate to the field against a tough Navy defense to open? And typically, BYU does not score a ton of points in season openers regardless of the season and offense and opponent, but will it translate against the teams that you would think it would?
1: Yeah, hopefully it does. And yesterday, Neil Powell was asked about this comment about the top 10 offense. He had this interesting comment to say.
3: We got a lot of work to do after today. After the past couple of practices we had this week, it's uh it's looking like the the bottom ten. Um, so we're just going to take each day as its own um, and continue to work towards being that top ten offense that we want to be. That would be cool to have that. Uh, there's some uh, things that we got to do better, such as the red zone, to be able to be in that top ten offense. So. Um, we're going to continue to f- focus on this next week and a half, and hopefully on Navy we can put on the show.
1: Getting to the red zone was not an issue. In fact, I would say it was one of the strengths of the offense last year. Yards per play and, and yards, BYU was top 35. That's a comfortable, good place to be. I, I don't see a top 10 offense like if there were 130 teams here. I don't see it this year. I think BYU could be a top-30 offense in that situation. But with 76 teams, maybe there's a chance that BYU really gets it going. And the key to this whole thing is what? The offensive line. The offensive line can change the game. If BYU is able to run the ball in the red zone, I, I think that, that that will open up.
2: The that will solve some issues for yeah. sure. I expect BYU to be in the top-third of college football. Whether there were 130 teams, be a top-43 team, okay? Now that there are 76 teams. And
1: what specifically, points per game? Points
2: scored. Okay. Yeah. yeah, points scored. Be a top third team in red zone touchdown percentage, right? Just focus on those things, you'll win a bunch more games. So I, I expect BOA to be a top 25 scoring offense amidst the 76 teams playing because of the strength of opponents and the notable emphasis on the red zone. Jerem, if this does not translate... Then this is an indictment on the program and the staff, right? Where it's like, yeah. hey, we have this is where the coaches earn their bucks. This is where they Points. accept the challenge. They want it. This is how they can show that they are actually getting better.
1: Topic two, BYU has three capable starters, as mentioned uh, roughly one million times mm-hmm. on this program, in Zach Wilson and Jaren Hall and Baylor Romney. Uh, and they're competing, right? Zach Wilson expected to be the starter, probably. And then, uh, you know, backup competition with Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney. Yet, Soljay Maava peters he added the Peters part, by the way, he's got two dashes, that's unique, uh, gets mentioned a lot. Here's the head ball coach on the quarterbacks.
3: I think the guys have done a pretty good job. I, I feel really good about it. Uh, you know, four quarterbacks that can play for us right now.
1: Are you like Kalani Satake? Are you comfortable with four quarterbacks right now?
2: Well, that is telling that the head coach says that any, any one of the four can run out there and win us a
1: game. It's pretty gnarly that he's grouping Solje Maiava with the other three.
2: I am Peters. not as comfortable as Kalani Satake with all four quarterbacks I'm comfortable naturally with three because I've seen three in game situations, and I've seen th- three different quarterbacks start games. And win a game at BYU, all encompassed in last season. Very strange. Yeah, I'm comfortable with three. I'd like to see Soljay in a game scenario at some point this season, and hopefully, if the BYU offense. If can BYU's score in the a red top zone, ten
1: offense, you'll get in. my Peters will play. He
2: will see some time on the field, and it's a free year for
1: everybody. He could play. Get your eligibility back.
2: Games, yeah. I do think. J Myava peters is the perfect scout quarterback to prepare BYU for Navy and Army.
1: Yeah, 100%, because he's a dual threat.
2: Yeah. I mean, what a great asset to have in that regard.
1: BYU. Think about it, too. The Kahuku kid against the Laie coach. Amazing. Right? That's kind of fun. Yes.
2: BYU with three quarterbacks who all started multiple games last season and won a game. Yeah, I'm comfortable with three. I'm comfortable I comfortable wanna... throws
1: like that from Zach oh, Wilson. My goodness,
2: and Lopini Katoa with the amazing drag there in the end zone. Nice, what a great route, Jeremy. I'm imagining that you are with me on the three. Do you feel differently about adding a fourth in here?
1: Yeah, no, no. I'm comfortable with the three. If you told me any of the the three are starting, Wilson, Hall, Romney, great. I'm, I'm I'm good. Yep. We both expect Zach Wilson to be the starter. Here's the thing with Zach. He is the the he has the highest ceiling of all of them. He has the you can play USC, and he'll win you the game ability. Jaron Hall is somewhat unproven. We've seen him start a couple of games, right? But he didn't. He only finished, uh, you know, what? He, he, he hasn't finished he a game. He didn't
2: finish. Well, we technically, he finished the Toledo game because he had to come in. For we Zach haven't Wilson seen him start end. and finish exactly, a game yet. Exactly, so exactly. I,
1: I, think, I like Jaron. I think he's somewhat unproven still, right? And then Baylor-Romney, we've seen start and win two games against Boise State and Liberty. So I'd be comfortable with all of them. Jaron's a a fun mix-up, right? He's an excellent runner. He has a strong arm. He has good decision-making. He's just one play away from being maybe done. I don't know with the two concussions. But he's electrifying, right? He is electrifying, yes. the the High risk, high reward there, right? And then Baylor Romney is old reliable, dude. Baylor Romney's done nothing to not deserve something in this. If he's your third string, and maybe he'll be the second string. We'll see. That's pretty good. Um, this, this this quality of depth is pretty awesome. But whoever is the best, come out and win. And Zach Wilson will have the chance to prove that, we believe.
2: Yeah, we believe that Zach Wilson, as you just said, has the highest ceiling. Right now, Baylor Romney is Mr. Composure.
1: He Mr. Is, consistent. He is the simple, one yeah. that
2: you can trust. And this goes back to what Steve Young, of all people, told us. Baylor Romney is the guy that's going to go on the field and not lose the game, and not disappoint
1: you? Will he win the game? That's where Zach Wilson comes in. Because who won the USC game? Zach Wilson won that game. He was awesome in the fourth quarter with his legs, throwing deep to Gunnar Romney, making plays, not turning it over. And in OT, BYU got the field goal at least, and then defensively, and frankly, the defense got it done. Zach to Wilson seal
2: the won the game against Tennessee as well, making L- clutch plays late. Right,
1: late, yes. Yes, good throws, that O-line, yes. I think Zach Wilson has more winnability, if you will, uh, but Baylor-Romney is the consistent good at get-it-done. Yeah. Uh, you know what you're going to get.
2: Don't be surprised to see Baylor-Romney as the backup quarterback. I wouldn't be
1: shocked either. When the season begins. Yeah, and hopefully everyone's healthy and everyone's good to go and they're rocking and rolling, and then BYU has all three as, as options, which is very exciting.
2: Our question of the day, can BYU be a top-10 offense this season? Why or why not? And do you feel that way with any of those three quarterbacks we just talked about? Let's go to Voice of the Nation.
0: This is the Voice
2: of the Nation
0: on BYU Sports Nation.
2: First response in from at Drew Hagen or Haugen, depending on. uh, (laughs) Actually, Drew Haugen. Haugen. I believe that BYU has a great chance to be a top 10 offense with Zach Wilson and Matt Bushman leading the passing game. Coupled with a very strong running backs
1: group. To me, it starts with the run game. If Lopini Katoa and Tyler Algier and Jackson McChesney and this stud offensive line can do what we think they can do, then BYU should be a really good offense because it starts with the run game. Um, nowadays, I, I wish that BYU had that competitive advantage they used to, but it's a different era. People caught up. People learned it right. It's like Oklahoma is the BYU nowadays, right, in terms of what they do, passing and total offense. So let's see, let's see how it goes. And against Navy, that's a, a nice challenge out of the game. All right,
2: we move on. BYU Sports Nation loaded program today.
1: Coming up is Matt Bushman, a second day guy in the NFL draft,
2: and Jerem goes one on one with BYU returning wide receiver Neil Pau, how he is using an off-the-field issue, and rolling it into a key leadership role. This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: BYU football's Kalani Satake returns six days from now, Tuesday, September 1st, 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV app. As the coach and Greg Rebell. Prepare us for BYU at Navy. Also Zach Wilson's Deep Blue and the film room coming your way September 1st on the BYU TV app.
2: We are live in the studio, Bizzle, with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. And Jerem, uh, you've been a very busy man with interviews in fall camp over the Zoom.
1: Hey, you too. But uh, yesterday uh, I chatted with Neil Powell. And in, in June of last year, Neil Powell was arrested for driving under the influence of On campus here a year later, he uh, redshirted last season. He's now in good standing with the university and the team where he's expected to be one of the top three receivers on this squad going into the season. Here's my conversation with Neil Powell on the Deseret first credit union hotline via zoom. All right, Neil, your name has been tossed around a lot as one of the top three receivers on this team, right? With Gunnar Romney and Dax Milne. Do you guys feel feel like you're the three that kind of have the experience and are the leaders of the group right now?
3: Uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. We've all played um, in some meaningful games for BYU. Um, so we're just trying our best, to, uh, I guess, put forth that leadership that Fessy's put upon us uh, and carry it forth.
1: You guys are turning the corner from fall camp to prep for Navy. How yeah. has fall camp been in the most unique fall camp you'll ever have in your life?
3: Uh, like you said, it's unique. It's unique to have masks on, to have the, I guess, the coverings over our face masks and stuff. Um, all that's different, but... When it gets down to it, it's 11-on-11, 11 7-on-7. 11, seven seven, uh, and it's just football after that. Uh, you kind of put that all aside, and you just play what you've been playing since you were little. Are you used to the mask? Uh, it's, it's still trying to get used to it. When you breathe, it breathes right back at you in a sense. So it, like, knocks back. But something we're going to have to get used to, and uh, I've gotten a little bit used to it, but I think I should be ready to come maybe.
1: And I'm assuming that's the same thing you'll wear in the games, right?
3: yeah yeah for sure
1: okay well I I did some math here and uh it looks like it will have been 626 days on Monday September 7th since you caught a pass for BYU I can't believe it will have been that long what's that gonna be like for you to catch a pass for the first time in almost two years
3: um I know when I look back at it probably after the game it'll be something real real crazy to think about that it's like you like you just told me it's real crazy to think about it like that but I know when the ball's kicked and we're playing Navy, it's just another, I guess, another day in the office where I just try to go out there and try to get a win for the team.
1: Certainly going into last year, you didn't expect to have, you know, the situation you had where, oh, off the field thing. I got to sit out. I'm a red shirt. What did you learn during that experience that's made you not only a better person, but player now?
3: Um, There was a lot. I think there was a lot of uh, off-field issues um, that I had to figure out first on just where I stood with myself, self-worth and confidence, that type of thing. Um, And then how can I improve that? And with school and my spirituality, things that Kalani preaches, and it's a football, how can that all mesh into one thing where instead of having three separate things, have them all mesh to where I'm just one person all the time in a sense. Um, I was able to find that. Uh, with the help of friends and especially family uh, to get me to where I'm at now. And I'm in the best place that I possibly could ask for.
1: That's awesome. How did you find that? Because I think to some degree we're all pursuing that, right?
3: Yeah, I think it's – there's a lot of lonely days, a lot of lonely nights where you just sit there and ponder and think about a lot of things. Or you're driving your car, you're just bumping music, just a lot of thoughts go through your head. Um, And then those thoughts were able to – I was able to write down on my phone – And have those as reminders on things that I wanted to improve on. So each and every week was about two or three different things that I worked on. um, With the help of Fessy as well and helping me understand and know where I can improve as well. He was able to help that process as well. So it was a cool mixture of everybody just uh, wanting the best for me. More than I I even knew. Um, But it was cool.
1: That's great, and I uh, appreciate you saying that because I know uh, we're all going through something, so that's, yeah. that's awesome. Okay, BYU football, obviously six official games announced. There are two reported. Okay. Perhaps BYU getting to 10 or 12 games. Is there any opponent that's not on the schedule that you want right now?
3: Um, I mean, I would want to play an SEC school or what is it, the Big 12? One of those schools. We had a, an awesome schedule lined up before this whole pandemic, and not to knock any of the schools, but to play one of those big schools would be – amazing i mean that's what you play football for to play top tier teams and um i mean all the schools that we're gonna play we're gonna have to focus in because it's not like we beat even those schools. um we come out some saturdays and we have those lulls so um, we'll take care of those teams but hopefully um maybe we get a surprise at the end of this week or next week that we get one of those teams that'd be nice
1: uh, yeah. What what's the key, as you mentioned, to avoiding losses to teams that you perceive? Hey, we should win this game. And is that a conversation you guys have had?
3: Yeah, uh, we've been able to talk about the red zone, um, and that's something we still got to fix. There's a it's a mentality thing when it comes down to it. Um, whether you're, uh, you want to hit the guy in front of you or if you want to win, period, it all comes down to mentality thing. So we're trying to fix that. As the past two days, there are some things, a lot of things that we got to fix. And um, I thought we are on the right track. We probably took a couple steps back through, past two practices, but um, it's exciting to see how far we've come and know how much more we can keep going.
1: What happened in the last two practices?
3: Uh, There's just a lot, a lot of mistakes. Um, I guess the heat got to us in a sense. So mentally, like I said, mentally, we need to be up there because maybe it will be mentally tough. So our mental toughness needs to match it or surpass it. Um, and once our mental toughness is right, uh, I think we'll be all right.
1: Talking with Neil Pau, redshirt junior, senior, or redshirt junior on the BYU football team. Everyone's getting a free year this year. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, so come back next. I don't know if you're still going to be a redshirt junior, if you're going to yeah. be a senior twice. I was a senior twice academically, but that's another story, Neil. Okay. Uh, let's, let's talk about you uh, on the field. Your career high is four grabs in a game. Can we expect five-plus multiple times this season?
3: Yeah. Um, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh been able to happen in practice and stuff. So I'm hoping again, like all the stuff that we're uh, implementing and we're doing in practice, we can push it to Saturdays when Saturdays happen and Saturdays come everything that translates in practice, it can translate onto the field. So.
1: Since it has been a minute since we've seen you on the field, remind people and describe what kind of receiver you are.
3: Um, Shifty, smooth, um, I don't know. I watch a lot of film of Keenan Allen and Devontae Adams. Uh, they're faster, but they just know how to get off the line. So that's what I have to focus on, not being the fastest dude, but working on different things that I can um, use. And since I played basketball, using that as a advantage against uh, the defense.
1: Your brother Butch uh, at his peak, could he have guarded you?
3: Um, it would have been a back and forth, not going to lie. Um, we, <laughs> we had those battles when we were little and stuff. Our dad always lined it up, but – yeah, I think you could have. And I for sure would have won my fair share. I know your dad
1: played, uh, what, college ball and professionally. What kind of influence yeah. did he have on your life?
3: Um, a, a ton. Uh, he taught us hard work um, and just to treat every day as its own. Um, you never know what we'll be taking from you. And he always preached it. And I guess it took me a little longer to apply those teachings and stuff. But um, thankful for that that young guy for teaching us all the things that he did.
1: Who's the hardest DB to go up against in practice right now? Uh,
3: that's a good one. There, there's a lot of good ones. Um, you have Troy, you have Zane. Um, I think the biggest surprise for me uh, is the amount of work that Dilo has put in, but then uh, also a kid named uh, Micah Harper, uh, freshman, incoming freshman. Uh, didn't know where he stood. And seeing him when we were doing routes on air and stuff, but went against him, and uh, there's, a, there's a bright future for him. His name's been mentioned a lot, so that, that's great yeah. news. Yeah.
1: Uh, when you think about Navy and then Army, uh, Monday Night Football, ESPN, yeah. huge game in terms of, you know, the, the slot, the production crew, the announcers, CBS, that's a would-be SEC spot. They're not playing, so BYU climbs into that. What kind of feelings do you have when you think about the opportunity on a national stage, which you guys have played in before, but this is almost a little bit bigger in terms of the whole country is going to be watching those games.
3: Yeah, um, I think when we we talk about it right now, like you said, you get goosebumps and stuff, but when we get there, there'll be no fans. So then it'll also be – it can kind of reverse, in a sense, reverse psychology where you get pumped up, and then now you get there to the game, and there's nobody there to watch you, in a sense. But everyone will be watching at home, so the mentality thing that I talked about, we're we're sure going to need it on both sides. And our own energy and juice, we're going to have to bring that. Uh, But I think everybody will be ready and excited knowing that we're – We know on the West Coast we're pretty much the only team that's playing um, and that everybody for sure will be at home watching.
1: You represent the whole West of Texas. I mean, Air Air Force is playing two games, but it's super weird, right? Like, uh, have you – I guess I've said on the air, I'm very appreciative to the board of trustees and everybody that haven't shut this down because I I think there's an opportunity to obviously represent on the field but kind of show people what BYU is about right now.
3: Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. Uh, we can uh, maybe close some uh, doors to some thoughts that people have about BYU and enlighten some other people about what we actually stand for and who we actually are.
1: Well, Neil, it's great to see you back. Uh, yeah. I know you've gone through a, a journey, as we talked about, and uh, now you're one of the upper upperclassmen, one of the main guys, and uh, we wish you luck. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma, and uh, good luck on Monday
3: Night Football, man. Uh, sweet. Thank you. We'll need it.
1: Neil Pau on
2: the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how.
1: He made a serious mistake, uh, but he has done his best to rectify that and is in good standing. I think there's a lesson for all of us in that, right, Uh, is that you can make uh, a mistake and hopefully overcome that with improved behavior and, and learned, right? It's called life. He had to redshirt, and he had to sit out, and he had to figure it out, and he talked about that journey, so that's great. I think he's going to, on the field now, become a real weapon for BYU. He is a guy that, when you talk about the BYU offense, he's not one of the first names you mentioned, but I think in a couple of games, we're going to be like, dude, Neil Powell is one of the top three offensive weapons BYU has. I think he's going to be very important to this offense. Perhaps top five or something, but he's not a guy that people are discussing right now. I think we will a lot this year.
2: I think BYU fans in general feel better about the wide receiver core as a whole because it was like, oh, Neil yeah. Pau is coming back. Yeah, it was like,
1: oh, yeah, Neil Pau. There's that guy. Right. Okay, yeah, there yeah. are
2: three proven
1: commodities back yeah. there. Let's go, plus uh, some newcomers. Okay, coming up, we interview a former youth player who is embracing BYU this season.
2: And will Yoli Childs have the opportunity to get drafted? As in, will the NBA draft actually happen in 2020? This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: A new After Further Review is available right now on the BYU TV app. Watch as Dave McCann, Blaine Fallon, and David Nixon gets ready for the BYU football season. Now, in the shot at the bottom right now, there's a picture of a young man with some funny-looking glasses. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we can get uh, another shot of that. Mm-hmm. It happens to be that young man's birthday today, mm-hmm. and that young man's name is Greg Rebell. It's also his anniversary, by the way, which is crazy. So, happy birthday to Greg.
2: Yes, happy anniversary, happy birthday to the coolest Canuck.
1: He is my favorite Canadian. Oh, nice rack focus. Look at that. Wow. Next level production. That's awesome. <laughs> Happy birthday,
2: Greg. Lots of love to Greg and the entire Rebel family. He is Jeremiah Spencer, and this is <laughs> BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by Canada.
1: <laughs> the whole country.
2: <laughs> Let's whip it.
1: Okay, Matt Bushman's 95th overall, 7th best tight end in ESPN's Todd McShay's preseason draft board. How much higher will he climb after this season?
2: Matt Bushman has the potential, if BYU has a top 10 offense, Jerem, to be a second-round draft pick in the NFL. I'd be legit. I think he could be a second-day guy, second- or third-round draft pick.
1: Yeah, he's not a first-day guy, but he is a second-day potential, second- or third-round kind of guy at his, at his highest.
2: BYU football head coach Kalani Satake has named Jake Oldroyd the starting kicker and fr- uh, freshman Ryan Rico as the starting punter. Jerem, do you like this special teams combo?
1: Yes. I want Jake Oldroyd to get back to first half of the season kicker because he was incredible. Nailed the first 50-plus yarder in 14, 13 years at BYU. And Ryan Rico apparently is the truth of punter. I thought Jake Oldroyd was a pretty good punter, too, by the way. And Rico is apparently a pretty good kicker, but Jake is better.
2: It's nice to have that tandem back there that can do both. Ball-
1: Yeah, and Rico must be really good because Skyler Southam chose to transfer. The Athletics' Bruce Feldman lists BYU Offensive Coordinator Jeff Grimes as one of 15 college football coordinators to watch this fall. Which of the other BYU coaches do you think could make a name for themselves as well?
2: I'll give you two. Number one, Aaron Roderick is the BYU quarterback's coach. If the BYU quarterback position excels this season, then you got to give more credit to Aaron Roderick. And we know that he had some impact and influence on the play calling last year. I imagine we'll have more of that from Aaron Roderick along with Jeff Grimes this year so he can make a name for himself. And then if the wide receivers emerge, Jerem, after losing so much production last year, watch out for Bessie Satake. His group and his team love him. He's a really good position coach.
1: I would add Eric Mateos. I know there's Jeff Grimes' influence, but if the O-line is as legit as we think, you have to credit the offensive line coach as well, Eric Mateos. Love it.
2: CBS Sports released their 2020 Bowl projections. What? And they have BYU facing the fighting Lane Kiffin-coached Ole Miss Rebels in the Las Vegas
1: Bowl. Are you interested? Uh, Yes, Power 5. Vegas a bowl game happening at all with Lane Kiffin yeah Lane Kiffin could we get him on the show let's go yeah that'd be awesome
2: sign me up right now and remember BYU is slated to play in an ESPN owned bowl game in 2020 2022 and 2024 the Cougars are slated to play in the Independence Bowl also ESPN in 21 23 and 25 but this year so it's TBD The free agency feels especially free because Uh, 76 teams are playing out of the 130.
1: Everyone makes a bowl game. The NBA is looking at pushing back the NBA draft. How frustrating does this have to be for Yoli Childs? Because he thought it would be June. He didn't know if he'd be drafted. Now he's sitting here waiting even longer.
2: If it were anybody else besides Yoli Childs, I think the frustration would be at an all-time high. But he is like the most mature kid that... I know, at his age, coming out of the BYU basketball program, he'll take it in stride. He's been through a lot. He had to sit out nine games. Yoli only child's not going to be impacted by this.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe his paycheck, or lack thereof, is. Right? That's, because, now, that's frustrating. Because you thought you would be making money playing basketball at this point. But now it's like, well, just working out. And... Doing whatever.
2: It's just a matter of where and when he's going to play. Is he going to right. be the G League? He route? chose
1: not to go to Europe where he could have. TJ went to Poland and is playing, right? But Yoli Childs is aspiring for the NBA.
2: Well, oh, and Yoli had uh, some seven-figure possibilities in Asia as well. Like there, he'll play. He'll make money. Understandably, he just wants it to be in the NBA.
1: Right, and in the middle of a pandemic, perhaps uh, decision-making effects.
2: Okay, that takes us to the best to wear. We're counting up to number ninety-nine, one number each show, determining the best athletes to wear each number at Brigham Young University today. All about number ninety-six. Surround yourself with greatness, Jerem.
1: Yep, nice uh, book promotion there. They got to pay for that next time. Some of these aren't obvious. This one was super obvious. Chad Lewis is the best to wear number ninety-six. Played from 93 to 96. He was an influencer on the BYU football program throughout his career. Walked on from the track team for him. Orem, high guy, two-time first-team all-whack. Had 24 consecutive games with at least one catch. Blocked five kicks in his college career. He was a high jumper. He had that ability. He was fantastic. Eighth most receiving yards by a tight end in BYU history. Played nine seasons in the NFL. Eight with the Eagles, one with the Rams. Three-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro. And is currently a BYU Associate Athletic Director In development since 2010, one of my favorite people on planet Earth.
2: I'll join you in that because he is one of the greatest people on planet Earth.
1: Oh, we've left him out of the redhead list. He's a redhead.
2: Technically, he is a redhead. Yes. Chad Lewis is
1: a top five. If someone balds, you forget the hair color.
2: Redheaded player (laughs) at BYU. Okay, along with TJ Haas, Matt Bushman, Roy Linkletter. Yeah,
1: <laughs> there's a lot of red in the Lewis family with Bushman marrying Emily Chad's daughter. So there you go, Leapin'
2: Lewis, still yeah. one of my favorite posters oh. that I ever collected as UTEP. a kid in that 1996 season. He did it against Arkansas State. He yeah. did it against UTEP. Yeah, Leapin' Lewis, man, best February number 96.
1: Coming up, the final fall camp rash assumptions,
2: and we welcome. A former Utah football All-American Taking to the a show. Red. Because he's now a BYU fan? I'm so confused. He'll join us live in this is BYU Sports Nation.
1: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Coordinator's Corner kicks off game week, BYU and Navy. August 31st, Greg Bell talks with the coordinator, Jeff Rens, Lexi, at Lamp, 1 Eastern on the BYU TV Welcome
2: back to BYU Sports Nation in Studio B. Jerem, we have reached that point of fall camp where our rash assumptions are coming to a close. Presented by Tim Daly Ford, we don't know much. All we know is one or maybe two players involved in a play. We're seeing it for the first time with you, and we will make our rash assumptions as these videos begin. Up first, Kyras Tonga and Baylor Romney.
1: Okay, ho- hopefully Baylor's okay. Oh, look at big Kyrus. Okay, Kyrus gets into the backfield, and then that's just called a sack. So he's 95. He just goes through the vaunted offensive line and shows up. So this looks like the – are those the second stringers? Are those the first, the ones?
2: Uh, Rash assumption, that would not have been a sack.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They just call it that. And you can see the the masks there that they're using, that they use to breathe. Neil Powell said your breath comes back to you. It's like, that's the idea. Keep it in there. Okay, next one. Morgan Piper breaks up a Zach Wilson pass. Mm -hmm. Morgan Piper, not a name you've probably heard of. Kind of a a blind breakup here. Uh, Rash assumption, his coach uh, was probably like, hey, turn around, catch the ball.
2: Rash uh, assumption, that may have been pass interference.
1: <laughs> you think so? Hand, no. uh, hand in the pocket, right hand there. His head
2: all the way around. Yeah, was there That's... contact to the jersey of the uh, opponent trying to catch? No, Okay, maybe not. That looks pretty clean.
1: Rash assumption, Zach Wilson needs to throw the ball higher. That's Isaac Rex, right? He's 6'6". Throw it higher.
2: Throw it to your tight end
1: where only he can literally, get it. Literally, put it up at 10 feet. He'll grab it. Morgan Piper is, it turned around. In flag football, that would have been P.I.
2: Okay. <laughs>
1: this Next is one. real football.
2: Another from Zach Wilson, this time featuring freshman Phenom wide receiver out of California, Cody Epps.
1: Oh, I'm excited about Cody okay. Epps. Okay. Oh, oh, nice. We, this this kid put up like a million yards at Matter Day last year, and B.O.A. somehow got him. I'm I'm so excited. Good defense. On sh- by Shimon Willis. Yeah, Shimon Willis right there. This is an excellent throw, excellent placement. I'm excited to see Cody Epps. I Drop think, it in the bucket. I think he'll be like the number five guy on this team.
2: Rash assumption, Jerem. Cody Epps will start at least one game for
1: BYU oh, in 2020. For sure against uh, North Alabama at least, bro. Let's go. Two yeah. games. <laughs> Make it four. I, yeah, I'm excited about Cody Epps. I think he's going to play a player here. So, yeah, that wraps up Rash assumptions. It's been a fun ride to watch clips. Without seeing them beforehand and make rash assumptions. Basically, and the overall rash assumption is that BYU will win the national championship this year. So, what?
2: The season rash assumption?
1: is that BYU goes
2: undefeated.
1: In game one. We'll see. (laughs) Yeah, I'm stoked for Navy, which is in how many days? Uh Uh-huh.
3: Countdown to Navy. 12 days
1: away. Woo! High tempo on that, man. 12 days away. Still not used to that. It's
2: it's crazy. We're that close.
1: Um, I can't wait. Let's go. Okay, coming up a legendary shout out.
2: Uh, you just heard our fall camp rash assumptions, and we're, we're still trying to introduce you to the first Utah player that we've ever had on BYU Sports Nation. Is that true? Is why he why he says he's now committing to BYU fandom?
1: I'm hacking, man. Let's go.
2: BYU Sports Nation.
1: That guy award winner twice. This segment
0: of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation continues with your
2: daily reminder. Our show available anytime you want it. On demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps.
1: And Google BYU Sports Nation podcast to download the pod. You can subscribe, rate, and review as well.
2: I'm super excited about this next segment. Joining us now, a two-time Ray Guy Award winner and consensus All-American punter. He's host of the It's Utah's World podcast, and we believe the first former University of Utah player to join us on BYU Sports Nation. But most importantly, he is the newest convert fan across Cougar Nation. Tom Hackett on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Tom, welcome, my friend. Great to have you.
0: Gentlemen, man, this is fun. Hey, it's good to see you. It's good to hear your voices. I hope everything is going well.
1: It is. And that blue shirt looks amazing on you. I want to say that right off the bat.
0: Thank you. Yeah, no, I... I... I think it's the only blue shirt I have. It's a golfing shirt. It's even got a Nike. Because I yep. a Nike
1: school. Yes, you like not, that? Yes. It's not Under Armour. It's Nike. That's, that's important. Hey, yeah. Tom,
2: I think we can uh, help your BYU wardrobe out. We'll see, we'll see what we can do about getting you
0: some more blue. Hey, don't tell don't tell Kalani. I was actually well. It's been a few years since I've been down to uh, to BYU and and saw Kalani. But a few years ago, I was in his office and he gave me some BYU stuff. And I thought it was gracious of him. I'm like, thanks, Coach. You know, good. But I I gave it to my neighbor who was a diehard BYU fan because I'm like, I'm just I'm never gonna wear it. And don't tell him I did that. Just say I need more.
2: Will
1: you? <laughs> We'll try. We'll try and keep that on the DL. We, we won't let
2: him know after we, you broadcasted it on national television. He, he,
1: he's of course watching every episode of BYU Sports Nation. But okay, the reason we have you on one, you just a, you're a fun dude. And, and two, you declared, you know, fandom of BYU this season. Tell us what went into this decision. What, what's happened here?
0: It was a really easy decision. Uh, so, as I'm sure many of you um, that are watching this probably have understood. If you don't know who I am, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm not <laughs> from here, and I guess that's what matters. Uh, I'm from Australia, so I didn't. I wasn't born or raised with uh, the BYU-Utah rivalry, but I was fortunate to attend school up at, the Utah, uh, up at the U, and I happened to play there for a few years. Anywho, uh, you know, my, my whole thing is I've got friends in, in the BYU program, and I, I have said publicly before that I am a fan of those friends of mine within the BYU program, hence why I'm a fan of the BYU program. Now, when Utah and BYU play, I would prefer if Utah won, but – It's not going to ruin my year if BYU were to beat Utah. And people have come at me and and given me a hard time about that, and that's fine, whatever. But, uh, like, my whole thing is Lavelle Edwards and Ronnie Mack were best friends. Come on. Like, is it that big of a deal? We're okay. We're all friends. We love each other. Uh, I'm just happy there's football in the state. I'm happy the Cougars are playing. I'm I'm on board, and I'm going to be watching every game. I'll be cheering for them.
2: Tom, when I, you tweet, it. just use the hashtag BYUSN, okay? That will really welcome you into the yeah. BYU fold.
1: Now, the picture we put up you, of you is very different from your look right now. Can, you, you've grown your hair out. Is this COVID hair?
0: This is certainly COVID hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I have
1: six months.
2: We've lost Tom. We've lost He's frozen. Uh, the, the, he's the Ute, frozen with the hair commentary.
1: The Ute fans that run his internet have cut it off. <laughs> they said, that is enough. We're done. We c- we're done. Oh, oh wait, he's, he's, back. Back. he's back. He's back.
2: Tom, we thought the Utah fans cut you I'm off back. for a yeah, minute. Back. You're back. You're back. Okay. Whew. We thought someone okay. was uh, trying to sabotage this uh, whole
0: conversion. You're good. Long story short, this is COVID haircut, but if, I, if this would, would, this, would this play down on the campus, am I allowed? Because yes. I know there are restrictions
2: down yes. there.
1: It, it just can't be over your ears. No, you're so good. Mean, you're do- going to have to curl it behind your ear. It's above That's the ears, it.
2: and you have a mustache that is well okay. manicured. You're good, man. You are welcome.
1: I don't know. That left side's okay. a little <laughs> long. Hey, I,
0: I, wa- <laughs> I want you guys to know I'm willing to play by the rules.
1: And there are plenty <laughs> of those down here. Uh, what do you need to know to maximize your fandom, Tom? What do you What do you need to know?
0: Um, I need to know who the starting quarterback is uh, because I bumped into Mike Wilson, Zach Wilson's dad, last Friday actually, and I had a conversation. Do you know? Do you, do you guys know they? I think it's their youngest Isaac, the youngest brother. He was uh, he got minutes for Corner Canyon Ooh. last Friday, so BYU might uh might have some more Wilson. To, uh, to love. But uh, is it going to be Zach Wilson? Who's it going to be?
1: Come on. We think so. We, we think it's Zach's to lose. We'd be surprised if it's not.
2: We feel like Zach is, uh, or he has the highest ceiling. Uh, if you want to call it the most talented, however you want to phrase that, he seems like he is the starter. Now, the real question is who's going to be the backup because Baylor Romney was the third-string guy last year. All he did was beat Boise State and beat Liberty and take care of Utah State in the second half, and then Jaron Hall, who has been explosive at times as well. So I feel like that's the real race is who's going to be the backup. And, Tom, you, you know as much as we do there, maybe it's Baylor, maybe it's Jaron.
0: I, I like the guy that got concussed a lot last year, and I think that's Hall. So uh, I'm going to go with, with Hall as the backup. Hey, the other thing I wanted to talk about quickly was um, I have never had a cougar tail, and I just feel bad if I'm going to be a real fan. I should probably indulge in a cougar tail. How do yes. I – with COVID, how do, I, how do I do that?
1: We still don't know who's going to be let into the stadium, right, if at all and how many and whatever. Uh-huh. But if they let in fans, we've got to see if we can't get you in there to get a cougar tail because – it's like what a 12-inch a maple bar. It's delicious, it's bro. It's longer than that's three Eight. feet. It's three feet. Okay. It's delicious, and it's worth it, if you like maple bar. It's bars. like
2: a three-foot-long yeah, okay. maple bar donut. Okay, so, Tom, we'll take – if we You don't can't seem you like you need
1: game, sugar to get excited, If though. we
2: can't get you one at the game, we'll go to the creamery. We will, we will grab one for you, and we'll make sure one, that
1: it's delivered. One of these times Spencer's heading up to uh, – KSL. KSL, he yeah. can take you one. We'll you deliver
2: know? the BYU swag with the cougar tail, and then you can um, be sworn in to BYU Sports Station. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I I really am excited. And you know what's so funny? I was looking at um, them because the tweet kind of blew up and I wasn't expecting it. But there was a lot of hatred, uh, which is probably I should have known. It's Twitter. Uh, But I just want people out there to know that I love everybody. And uh, it's tough going at the minute. And I just uh, I hope you don't hate too often because it just seems dangerous. But I noticed there was a stake center down in Provo that actually liked my tweet. So if anything, I'm one step closer to being baptized.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Tom, we appreciate you, man. Can't wait to see you. And again, you look fabulous in blue. We'll see you soon. Much love, guys. Thanks for having me, Tom Hackett Thanks, on Tom. the Deseret First Credit Union Highline Deseret First, you know why we show.
1: <laughs> He's a character, dude. 2015, we're we're at uh, what's it called? You know, in Vegas, where we were, where both teams were, and it kind of oh, got pep in. rally. We're at the pep rally on Freedom, Fremont right? Street, Fremont Street, and uh, Tom, Tom said some words. You know, we've come a long way in five years to have Tom Hackett on the show after that experience. But like I said with Neil Powell, hey, you 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 do things, and then you know what you you figure some things out and you can and always
2: you, find your and, way back to the fold.
1: And honestly, he's right. Like at first I was like, ah, this is like a PR stunt. Come on, you know. But no, he's serious like, hey, we shouldn't be hating. We should be Loving, moral. and he has
2: friends. I mean, he's friends right. with Kalani Satake for crying right. out loud.
1: He was there when Kalani was there, so he loves Kalani. Yeah, absolutely. No, Tom's Tom's a fun guy, and uh, I think it's great. He's hopping on board because BYU's playing. Why not?
2: Yeah, we'll we'll get him the Cougar Tail donut, and uh, we'll we'll get him They're some adi- some additional and BYU swag.
1: Would I do the same thing the other way? No, <laughs> but I appreciate what Tom is doing. Tom is taking the higher. Tom's road. Like, yes, Tom's like a more loving person than I am. I'm I'm like. No, me and Max Hall are hanging out a now, little bit. Now, that's a
2: fun conversation. If Utah were playing and BYU was not, would you hop on the Utah fandom train as the only team in Utah playing?
1: I don't think I'm allowed to express myself fully in this, on this program <laughs> and channel regarding that question you just asked me. No. <laughs> Cue up the Max Hall butt. No, he, no, he's right. Hey, let's
2: oh. love it. Our question of the day, can BYU be a top 10 offense this season? Why or why not? Tom Hackett would love it. At Logan underscore Vaughn, 17 answers on Instagram. Yes, because there's probably only 10 football teams playing this fall. JK. Yes, I think BYU can because the defense is doing really well this year. Okay, so will
1: the set them performs, up.
2: They set up the offense, more opportunities. All right. Our elite voice of the day. Presented. Oh, did I? Already, did, was that was that the elite voice of the day? Okay. Uh, apparently, yes, it's the same thing. That was. All I want to give. I want to give it to uh, Tom Hackett actually for declaring his BYU fandom. That well, should be the well, elite voice of the day. Let's do a
1: shout out to uh, Tom Hackett. Okay. Man. How about that? All right. And then another one. Uh, Darren Waller, tied in for the Raiders. Uh, he wore Todd Christensen's number forty-six, who was an All-Pro player, led the NFL several years in receiving. Um, as a tight end there, it was, it was awesome. A bunch of the Raider players uh, did this. They have like a Legends Monday kind of thing. And so this happened two days ago. Pretty cool. Uh, Todd Christensen passed away you know, several years ago, but we remember Todd. He was awesome, man. He was, he was a better NFL player than college player. That's always the goal, right? To get better. And uh, pretty cool to see Darren Waller wearing, wearing Todd's jersey.
2: Yeah, I love it. Uh, and our
1: producer's a, a Raiders fan, so of course he's got it in the show.
2: No, I, I love all of his his sons. Had the opportunity to uh, work with and around them uh, in California. And it just it's a great family. Yeah. It's a great family. Yeah, that's awesome. Well-deserved uh, honor right there. All right, our thanks to today's guests, the newest convert to BYU fandom, Tom Hackett and Neil
1: Pau. And uh, sorry, Dennis, Pitta, no time, but we did have time for you Ute over you. For
2: Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Jamal Willis. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. And if you missed after further review, check it out on demand BYU TV app.